Part One, Section Seven of Experiments and Observations on Different Kinds of Air by Joseph Priestley. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. Part One, Section Seven of Air Infected with the Fumes of Burning Charcoal. Air infected with the fumes of burning charcoal is well known to be noxious and the honourable mr cavendish favoured me with an account of some experiments of his in which a quantity of common air was reduced from one hundred eighty to one hundred sixty two ounce measures by passing through a red-hot iron tube filled with the dust of charcoal the diminution he ascribed to such a destruction of common air as dr hills imagined to be the consequence of burning mr cavendish also observed that there had been a generation of fixed air in the process but that it was absorbed by soap lies. This experiment I also repeated, with a small variation of circumstances, and with nearly the same result. Afterwards I endeavoured to ascertain, by what appears to me to be an easier and more certain method, in what manner air is affected with the fumes of charcoal, viz. by suspending bits of charcoal within glass vessels, filled to a certain height with water, and standing inverted in another vessel of water while i threw the focus of a burning mirror or lens upon them in this manner i diminished a given quantity of air one-fifth which is nearly in the same proportion with other diminutions of air if instead of pure water i used lime water in the process it never failed to become turbid by the precipitation of the lime which could only be occasioned by fixed air either discharged from the charcoal or deposited by the common air at first i concluded that it came from the charcoal but considering that it is not probable that fixed air confined in any substance can bear so great a degree of heat as is necessary to make charcoal without being wholly expelled and that in other diminutions of common air by phlogiston only there appears to be a deposition of fixed air i have now no doubt but that in this case also it is supplied from the same source this opinion is the more probable from there being in the same precipitation of lime in this process with whatever degree of heat the charcoal had been made if however the charcoal had not been made with a very considerable degree of heat there never failed to be a permanent addition of inflammable air produced which agrees with what i observed before that in converting dry wood into charcoal the greatest part is changed into inflammable air i have sometimes found that charcoal which was made with the most intense heat of a smith's fire which vitrified part of a common crucible in which the charcoal was confined and which had been continued above half an hour did not diminish the air in which the focus of a burning mirror was thrown upon it a quantity of inflammable air equal to the diminution of the common air being generated in the process whereas at other times i have not perceived that there was any generation of inflammable air but a simple diminution of common air when the charcoal had been made with a much less degree of heat this subject deserves to be farther investigated to make the preceding experiment with still more accuracy i repeated it in quicksilver when i perceived that there was a small increase of the quantity of air probably from a generation of inflammable air thus it stood without any alteration a whole night and part of the following day when lime-water being admitted to it 
it presently became turbid, and, after some time, the whole quantity of air, which was about four ounce measures, was diminished one-fifth, as before. In this case, I carefully weighed the piece of charcoal, which was exactly two grains, and could not find that it was sensibly diminished in weight by the operation. Air thus diminished by the fumes of burning charcoal not only extinguishes flame, but it is in the highest degree noxious to animals. It makes no effervescence with nitrous air, and is incapable of being diminished any farther by the fumes of more charcoal, by a mixture of iron filings and brimstone, or by any other cause of the diminution of air that I am acquainted with. This observation, which respects all other kinds of diminished air, proves that Dr. Hales was mistaken in his notion of the absorption of air in those circumstances in which he observed it, for he supported that the remainder was, in all cases, of the same nature with that which had been absorbed, and that the operation of the same cause would not have failed to produce a farther diminution, whereas all my observations show that air, which has only been fully diminished by any cause whatever, is not only incapable of any farther diminution, either from the same or from any other cause, but that it has likewise acquired new properties most remarkably different from those which it had before, and that they are, in a great measure, the same in all the cases. The circumstances give reason to suspect that the cause of diminution is, in reality, the same in all the cases. What this cause is may, perhaps, appear in the next course of observations. End of section 7